Uh, Candice, welcome. Super excited to have you. Um, looking at too many screens at one time right now. How's it going? Good, great. So yeah, I'm super happy to have you on. We're going to be talking about just website uh, content, how to really just better leverage agents' websites to you know help them get more leads. Um, tell us a little bit about your background and experience, uh, particularly how it relates to real estate. Yeah. So uh, from the marketing side, I have been in marketing for going on a decade now. Uh, I'm senior director of our web and platform solutions team at Red Door Interactive. So that compromises of our website developers, our quality assurance analysts, and our project managers. So we really focus uh, within our department on developing, maintaining, and evolving websites. Uh, from a real estate perspective, real estate is kind of, I like to call it my hobby and my passion. Um, I bought my first investment property at the age of 23, um, have probably done about close to 10 deals since then. Um, and so it's something that I, I enjoy. Um, I'm based out of San Diego here, but have also uh, lived in and dabbled in the Denver, Colorado market as well. Very cool. Um, yeah, super exciting. Can't wait to hear more about your take and connecting things to real estate. Um, and as you may or may not know, uh, I know you're in the younger generation, you know, but a lot of real estate agents, they're, they're very used to a certain way of doing things. There's, you know, techniques and different things they do to get their leads and their clients that have worked for them, you know, 30 years ago and continue to work to this day. So I just want to know, have you seen any, uh, how realtors really adapted to digital marketing over the last years? Have you seen uh, any improvements in that? Yeah, you know, I think one thing that hasn't went away is that real estate is about personal connections, right? You are helping people make uh, what can be an extremely important decision in their life, especially if it's something like their first home or their first home where they have a family, right? It's a very personal thing. So that personal connection has not changed over time, but where you get introduced to people, I think has evolved. So historically, you know, maybe if we're talking like 20 years ago, everything was face-to-face. -face. It was about meeting people physically in person. And now you're getting introduced and meeting people sometimes when you're not even there. Now it's about they are searching for something on Google and they're coming across your website. They've never met you, but having that website, for example, gives you a space to kind of make that introduction even when you're not physically there. So I see a lot of um, real estate agents really ad adopting that, starting to get more websites, starting to publish more content and maybe thought leadership because Real estate agents are experts, right? People are coming to uh, real estate agents for their knowledge, for their expertise, and sharing that online through different uh, channels in the form of content is a way that things have been evolving. Very cool. And, you know, when, it, when we talk to a lot of agents about their website and, you know, whether it's performing well or not performing well, I find that they kind of go into one or two categories, either they're just really content with what they have on their website. They, people can find their contact information, maybe a review or two, and that's all they feel like they really need. As long as someone can, you know, reach them on a phone or an email, they feel confident enough that they can make that connection when that uh, potential client reaches out to them. And then there's the others who are just highly invested. I see 
them kind of, you know, really growing their website, expanding their digital footprint and social media, especially a lot of agents. I'm super stoked to see are getting more into TikTok and just getting creative with viral content to help them get noticed. Um, but I wanted to get your thoughts on just some common concerns and misconceptions that uh, we've kind of found over the years that agents talk about their website. So the first one um, is that, you know, they, a lot of agents say, you know, I don't get my leads from my personal website. I get them through word of mouth. So how would you kind of address them and that sense of, while word of mouth is very important, why your website still matters? Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you said something key there is that they're both important, right? They can, they can coexist. Um, in terms of the very common uh, statement of I'm not getting any leads from my, from my website, there's a couple things is... First is what kind of planning went into that website. Um, and if you have a website right now and it's not performing that well, that doesn't mean that you have to completely rebuild it. Um, something that you can start with uh, is some SEO keyword research. And so for some of you may know, SEO stands for search engine optimizations. Um, and we all understand it because we all search on Google, right? If you were looking for something, whether it's a product, a service, even getting some information, you go to Google, you type in a few words, you hit enter, and it's going to return uh, results that it thinks is going to be relevant to you. And so you can do research um, to see what are people searching for? What are the phrases uh, those can be single words or they can be kind of longer phrases. And so understanding what people are searching for is step one, right? Because once you know that, then you can write your website content uh, using those keywords so that when people are searching for them, your website is more likely to be returned in those search results. So that's something that you can do before developing your website. It's something that you can do even if you have a website up already and you're like, hey, let me see if the copy and the content that's on my website is aligned with what people are searching for. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing is around not just building that website and then setting it and forgetting it, right? Because... I'm a big proponent and most people in marketing are, is that your content is, should be providing value. So your goal with your content is to be helping people, um, is to be answering questions that uh, potential home buyers have or potential sellers have. What are the questions that they have? And the SEO keyword research can tell you that because it's going to tell you what kind of questions they're searching for. And you can write a blog post, for example, about that topic. You're an expert. You likely have an opinion or a perspective, or you're keeping up with the trends and the different changing regulations that are going on. And so when you come across those, those are all content opportunities. And you don't have to write a lot. You can write a paragraph or two about what your thought is and publish it to your website. Yeah, you know, you touched a lot about SEO and something that we've talked about on this show pretty frequently. Um, I talk about it in just about every agent meeting I have. Uh, the first time we start going over their website, we just start looking at, you know, what kind of keywords they're using, if they're using any at all. So I've come across there are some, some websites that, well, they mentioned, you know, they're a real estate agent. That's kind of the extent of just that one word in there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we do 
you know, especially for real estate, when you search, you know, real estate agent near me or real estate San Diego or anything, it's it's dominated by the search results are dominated by the bigger brokerages um, getting seen at the top of the uh, search results page. So <clears throat> with that in mind, what can agents do to ensure that they their names, their individual names or their website are being seen near the top and not just, you know, the large brokerage that around the corner? Yeah, and that's one of the harder things because you are inherently going to be uh, at a disadvantage from those larger brands or those larger websites. But what you can do is you can target what we call long tail keywords. And what that means is they, instead of targeting San Diego real estate, right, that is very broad. And you're not likely going to be able to compete very well within that space. But if you figure out what is your specialization or where are you um, very good at, you may be able to get more competitive if you're, you're say, you know what, I specialize within the North Park neighborhood of San Diego, or I specialize in 1031, 1031 exchanges, or I specialize in the sale of craftsman homes, like whatever it may be, if you can figure out your specialization or have one then you can start to target more specific phrases, which have less competition out there. So that's one way. And again, when you start getting into content development, that's where you can get competitive with the big names is when you start talking about a specific new regulation that came out, right? It's not always that those big, big names are going to be talking about that. So if you have a blog post that addresses that, what does it mean for the first time home buyer, for example? Um, then when people are searching for that, you have a good uh, probability of being returned in search results for that. Cool. Yeah. And, you know, uh, for our Windermere agents who are watching right now, um, a great way to get contact. I mean, every one of our office meetings, all the office managers often will have, you know, guest speakers talking about new things. Like you mentioned 1031 Exchange. We just had a speaker actually come talking about that a couple of weeks ago here at uh, my office in Scripps Ranch. Um, and, you know, being able to take those notes that you guys get from those kinds of conversations that we have, turn it into a brief blog post. And then uh, for us in Windermere, you know, you can send it to anyone here on the marketing team and we can upload it to your website for you to get that going. Um, so that's a great tactic. Um, you also mentioned about uh, keyword competitiveness and about, you know, if searching or focusing on the long tail keywords that are maybe less or key phrases, rather, that are less competitive than like San Diego real estate. Um, with that less competitiveness, though, doesn't it come with less people searching for those? And so isn't will it balance out or what can agents do for that? Yeah, that's a great point because there are trade offs. The long tail keywords do tend to have less search volume. And what search volume means is just the amount of searches per month uh, that people are searching for that particular phrase. However, uh, the upside to the long tail keywords is they tend to be more relevant and maybe more qualified. So if you think about San Diego real estate as an SEO keyword phrase, very broad, yeah. right? 
somebody could be searching within there. You have no idea what type of home they have. You, you have no idea if they're searching for that because they're buying or selling. You really don't know a lot of information about them from that broad of a keyword. So you may end up getting unqualified leads. Whereas if you go with the long tail keywords and you're saying something like, First, say you're say you're an agent that that has experience and specializes with first time homebuyers. You have the connections, you know who to go to to make sure that they um, go through the course, that you have the, the lender connections to make sure that the programs are available. If they are searching for San Diego first time homebuyer, right, that may be a long tail, tail keyword, but it is more qualified, you know that you are somebody that can help them. So it gives you more information about that person and whether they're buying or selling or whatever it may be uh, so that you know that the lead is a little bit more qualified. Yeah, I think, I mean, that kind of hits it right on the head with lower search volume, but you're getting more information, higher chance that you're gonna turn that lead into an actual client uh, by just, you know, once you get to talk to them and sharing your expertise. Um, now let's kind of pivot a little bit towards like new agents, like agents who have, they're just freshly licensed. They are trying to compete against agents who have been doing this for 30, 40 years, maybe in the same categories, maybe in the same uh, sub markets or larger markets. What kind of content should, can they focus on to help one get, be seen, um, but also establish, you know, that they have something to offer, even though they're new, they have something to offer that, maybe as good as, you know, the guy who's been doing it for 30 years. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where your website too becomes key. Because if you think of your website, it is your introduction to people. And it's an introduction when you're not there physically talking with them. So I think if you're a new agent, really focusing on what it is mm -hmm. that you offer, what makes you different, if you, if you can try and differentiate yourself from people in some way, then that is a really solid, you want to display that on your website. So I would say use your website as a way to introduce yourself, as a way to differentiate yourself and, and go from there. Very cool. Um, now, what about where social media plays a role in this? Um, if, you know, agents who are heavily invested in social media, maybe they're doing ads, uh, maybe they're doing um, just brand, you know, a lot, pushing a lot of content on there. And instead of like sending people to their website, which they may not be as happy with, they're sending them to, uh, you know, each new listing, uh, a special website that's just for the listing. Um, is there a reason why they should make, like, is there a percentage of how much attention they should be giving to social media versus their website? or anything similar? So I think both are, they work together. Um, and I think both need attention. And in some instances, you it may be appropriate to send them to a website that has this specific listing, right? If that social media post that you're talking about is about that specific listing, and your call to action to them is to like learn more information about that particular listing, then the listing website may actually be the most appropriate. 
but you should have a mix of content on your social media. You should have content that is specific to your listings. And then you should have content that is specific to um, educating and adding value to and working actually to potentially get some more leads, right? Because people who are in the market to potentially buy or sell, they have questions. They have questions about the process. They have questions about, okay, what do I need to do to prep for buying or selling? And they are going to Google and they're typing in their questions to get answers. So if your social media, if your website has content that is answering their questions, then you have a chance of being returned in those search results that then are going to your website and has a blog post about, okay, five things you need to do to prep for listing your home for sale, right? So I think it needs to be a mix. It needs to be a mix of uh, listing specific content on your social media and then content that is more educational in nature. Absolutely. And, you know, this really ties into um, a conversation we had prior to um, uh, the show today uh, over email and, you know, about valuable content, blog, social media strategy, email strategy. What per, as far as like a mix, we, we definitely established that, you know, agents should have a good mix of content going across all their avenues of reaching people. Um, now, in regards to those three specifically, especially email, um, how how should they be dividing their time and that mix? Uh, should it be the same content going out across those different channels? Or should, you know, if, if one week they're posting a blog about um, a new regulation, uh, should they that same week post about social media on it? Or should they promote that blog at a different time or even via so, email? Yeah, um, I think they all work together and, and they can support each other in a sense of, I think I am a believer that everything starts at your website. And then once you have, say, a blog post, let's talk about that, then you can say, okay, let me develop a strategy of how to promote that piece of content. And that's where I think email and social come in really strong. So you could do something like a monthly roundup where you send out an email to everybody who has subscribed. It could be people who have used you in the past as an agent, people who are just interested in staying up to date on trends. And you can say, okay, in the last month, here's the two new blog posts that were posted. And you pull in the headline and you direct them to that. You can do the same thing on your social media channel is take that blog post and do a quick summary in a few sentences so that they understand what this article is going to be about and then post it on your social media. So I think they all work together, but ultimately everything comes back to the website being the hub of where you're driving people. So I think the overarching theme here is that websites are incredibly important, even if it's just to get, you know, your visibility of being seen and just the information you can offer. Um, more so, I think, than a lot of agents uh, tend to realize. And, you know, social media is great, but it all has to work together. There's several channels that have to work seamlessly together. Um, so we have 
uh, some user submitted questions and uh, some questions developed from our biomarketing team as well. We touched a little bit about newly licensed agents and like, you know, what they could do with their website. Um, but another thing that newly agent our newly licensed agents struggle with is, you know, just really establishing and building a brand. So do you have any advice on agents who may be overwhelmed and don't know how to actually begin that process? Well, I think it's thinking about, um, thinking about what do you want your specialization to be? Because I think when you start narrow, you have a better chance, right? It's like, any topic that you're you're learning about um, or you're starting in is if you start broad and you try to know it all, um, that's a lot more difficult. Uh, so I always like to start with what what is the topic or the niche or the specialization that I'm going to start with and go really deep on that topic. So I like to start there. Um, think about what are the differentiators that you can bring as a new agent that maybe an agent who is 20, 30 years um, in the field that maybe they can't bring, right? And so maybe you are the agent that uses uh, more technology, for example, that can make uh, the buyer's life easier. You're like, hey, we're going to, you can text me. Right. You don't need to send me an email. We don't need to talk on the phone, you know, things like that. So there can be things that you can bring to the table as a new agent that is coming into this industry in a time where technology is really driving a lot of the planning and the interactions. And you can use that as an advantage. Right. So um, I would say start there as well. And then there are a lot of resources out there that can help you in developing something like a website. So I know Jake's company supports uh, there as well. But even if you're thinking about content, um, you're like, I don't have time to write a blog post or something like that. Or I have a perspective and I can verbally tell you what my perspective is, perspective is, but I don't have time to sit down and like turn it into a blog post, right? So there's a lot of cost-effective re marketing resources out there too that can help you on the content development side. Um, one of my favorites is Fiverr. So it's F-I-B-E-R-R.com. And they have a lot of different professionals on there that specialize in things like content development and SEO keyword research and website development, all of those things. So, yep, absolutely. I think, and Fiverr's, I mean, it's, it is definitely a phenomenal research um, platform where, you know, you mentioned like the blogging, people don't have time. There's people, I've, I've had people write stuff for me in the past that I've needed to get done for whatever project or um, I've, often hire people on there for voiceover work. There's so many different things that can help um, real estate agents. It's, it's the only, the downside I get from Fiverr is there's just so many people yeah. doing on it. It's, it's a matter of narrowing down who do you think is going to do the best job for you, but definitely a very good place to go. Um, looking at the list of questions we have from people, we've definitely already touched a lot on uh, website SEO uh, and versus social media. Um, talked about the content that, um, is most important for people's website and what really helps. Um, as far as uh, something we haven't really touched on is uh, the Google my our Google business profile. 
um, and how that could plays it's what that role is within uh, the whole spectrum against social media and website when you know it's harder probably not going to get shown there unless someone's looking up your name or something more specific that's really going to get you shown on there. So how important is that Google business profile in conjunction with everything else? Yeah, it, it's, um, it is important. We, we recommend it for our clients. Uh, so when it makes sense and it has its own little special area within the Google search results, you know, it gets kind of get highlighted as a location you know, there's things also that go into uh, the development of a website, and this is probably going to get a little bit too technical, but when you're getting a website developed, how it's built kind of on the back end, if you think of like the engine under the hood, um, it needs to be developed in a way that is set up for search engines to be able to understand that content. And you do that through what is called schema markup. And so um, that is important to, to making sure that Google uh, can understand your website, be able to crawl it and understand and return the content in the results in a way um, that is very structured, right? So if you think of your office hours or um, your website URL, like there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes with making that content be able to be readable um, and indexed by the search engines. But I'm a big proponent of Google business profile. Um, you should definitely have it. That's like a no brainer. It's kind of like on the checklist of things you do when you're setting everything up. Absolutely. Now, um, with everything we've talked about, we've talked a ton of content stuff. Now, for the agents who like to do their own website. You know, here at the We Marketing Agency, we have, we can do basic custom websites for agent. Every single agent that comes on board gets a, automatically gets a basic website. And then we have different packages for custom websites that they can do. But mm -hmm. a lot of our agents do host their domains on other uh, third party um, registrar hosts and, you know, build their websites themselves. So there's a, uh, one user question was, you know, what are the pros and cons and the uh, usability really of, uh, uh, platforms like Wix, Squarespace, WordPress, and, you know, how can agents get the most out of those without having to invest you know, really just a ton of time? Because, you know, they do want to be out there pounding the pavement, you know, visiting with clients, going on listing presentations. So what's going to help them get set up the quickest and be the most effective? Yeah, and, and Wix and Squarespace are very well known for being the non-technical person's kind of starting point for a website. It's very uh, easy to get a website stood up and, and edited. Um, however, WordPress, I would say, would be more of the way to go. And the reason I say that is WordPress is more used uh, which means there's also more people. There is a plethora of individuals out there who know how to design and build and edit WordPress sites. You won't have any trouble finding somebody who's going to be able to update a WordPress or build a web WordPress website for you. It's also uh, more widely supported. So there are plugins for everything, right? You can probably even type in real estate plugin in, in the Google kind of search library and you're going to find stuff 
plugins that have been developed specifically for the real estate industry. Um, and it's also a more flexible and scalable solution. It's just uh, used worldwide. You're going to be able to do more things. You're not going to reach a point where you want to add certain things to your website and you're not going to be able to do it in the same way that you might encounter those roadblocks with like a Wix or a Squarespace. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things I love about WordPress, we, we host everything on WordPress here mm -hmm. and you know, you have the option to, you know, start from scratch and really just yeah. fully dive in and build the website of your dreams almost. But then there's also just so many templated pieces that you could take, customize to your branding, different modules you could throw in there for whatever kind of page you want to build. Um, it's, as you said, it's, it's very user-friendly. Um, and it's good for you know those who have even more technical experience and can dive deeper into it. Yep, definitely. Cool. All right, so um, Candice, that about wraps it up today. Um, want to remind everybody viewing uh, who's with us right now that if you need help with any of the topics that we've discussed today in today's episode or any other marketing needs, you can uh, visit whesd.com forward slash marketing. There's a form you can fill out on there or you can email wemarketingagency at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to Windermere Homes and Estates Marketing on YouTube to watch previous episodes and newly added, uh, you can subscribe to Mondays with Marketing on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Go back re-listen to episodes even if you caught it the first time you want to get more information it's all there for you guys thank you so much candace for taking the time i've been looking forward to this episode for a long time it was great getting to talk with you thanks so much really enjoyed it and have a good day everyone all right thanks guys we'll see you next week